If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. Adam Ronas, it's, we're on the precipice of week eight. And uh, there's another game in London. Are you excited about uh, English football? Because I know I hate it. Well, at least it's at 1 p.m. Eastern. There will be another one more 9.30 a.m. Eastern game. I believe that's next week. So as long as it's one o'clock it doesn't matter i mean it's rams Bengals, so we're not going to be paying attention to that game that long anyway that's true it'll be about a good three minutes before we don't stop caring about that one all right let's we'll get to uh, the players and the games for week eight but let's cover last night's game which was a whole lot closer than i think anybody thought it would be the vikings uh beat the redskins dwayne haskins dude looks so bad and i was talking about this on my podcast today why are we making that one year one year in college football does not make a star. Oh, no, it's true. I mean, he definitely looks lost right now. I mean, that pass that he sailed over the head of McLaurin, I mean, that's a simple pattern that you got to hit as an NFL quarterback. McLaurin was open and sailed it over his head. So, yeah, he's just not ready. It's clear they have no confidence in him either. And uh, they already said if Case Keenum is fine, he's going to be the starter. And you want to see that as a Terry McLaurin older man because he was on what his pace to have a good for uh, game, you know, four for 39, and then could do nothing with Haskins at quarterback. And, you know, uh, I think we talked a little bit about McLaurin yesterday. I actually had made a tough decision uh, because Keenan Allen popped up on the injury report. Did so, you play McLaurin? Yeah, I did. Uh, well, in one of the leagues. So in one of them where I got some bye week issues, I was like, I can't wait to Sunday, and then Keenan Allen doesn't play. And there's not well, really Keenan Allen didn't practice today either, by the way. Yeah, he was working out on the side. He was there, but he didn't practice. So 
my only other options were, or you know, McKissick, Penny, Henderson, Darrell Henderson, Christian Kirk, who I don't think is going to play. So I said, I can't risk it. So I played McLaurin and looked good early on, 7.90. And then in the other league, I did not play McLaurin because I still have either Curtis Samuel or potentially Christian Kirk. So, but yeah, that was a, some owners might have been in a bind last I'm, night. But you'd figure that Haskins played with McLaurin if he was comfortable throwing to anybody on planet Earth. It would have to be this guy. But that just one simple pass showed me everything I needed to know. McLaurin was open by five yards, and he completely misses this guy. I don't know what more you could do. Yeah, and you could see why the Redskins have shot away from putting him in there. He's just not ready yet. So uh, it's it's a problem, and at least Keenan was competent, uh, You know, was able to get the ball in the hands of McLaurin. We know this is a, a terrible team. And, uh, you know, they did cover the spread, at least, if you did decide to take the Redskins in the points. I thought a couple of things uh, for the Vikings. Diggs looked great. Cook looked great. And Madison could have had a 100-yard game. It seemed like he had three or four good runs that were called back by penalties. Yeah, he was running very hard. Yeah, he had several calls, even one in the first half, obviously late in the game, like two in a row. But, yeah, he's run very well, and we all know. If anything happens to Cook, Madison is going to be a beast because they want to run the football. They've got a good offensive line, and he's just looked tremendous every time he's touched the football this year. So I only have Dalvin Cook, unfortunately, in one league this year, but you better, you know I drafted Madison. And, uh, oh, I have Madison everywhere. To him. Yeah, literally yeah. everywhere. So it's, uh, you know, I don't want to see Cook get hurt, but if he happens to get hurt, I will benefit. So, you know, what can I tell you? I felt that Diggs played very well, and he was – I mean, wasn't Josh Norman at one time supposedly the best cover cornerback in the NFL? That guy looked slow and lost. Well, he didn't start. He actually was not going to play due to an emergency, and he came into the game because one of their corners got hurt. So, yeah, he's not what he was. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem in the NFL, and I, I really do. And that's why I know we always talk about guys need to make the money right away. You just go from good to mediocre to bad so quickly in, in, in football. It's not like Vince Carter can play for the Grizzlies until he's 45, you know, but very few guys in football last at him. That is true. Uh, your bodies wear down. You know, it's a physical sport, and there's a lot of wear and tear, and just little things add up. You know, you lose that uh, step, especially as a cornerback. That's it, just a small step. And you got these young guys coming to the league with speed. I saw a good stat. This is crazy. LeBron James has played... 7,707 more minutes than Vince Carter in his career. And Vince Carter's 42. Wow. I mean, Vince really hadn't had that many minutes? No, it's LeBron has played so many. First of all, LeBron's been in the league since 18, and he goes oh, to the playoffs true. usually every year, and he doesn't miss games until last year. I think the 27 games last year clearly had to well, be. Well, he looks slower, but he doesn't look slow, if that, that makes sense, right? He slowed down a, a lot, but he's still amazing. Yeah, but, I mean, that's he's just played so many minutes in his career. How many times do you think Vince Carter's been to the playoffs? Not that many. Uh, I mean, he had like a he couple did with the Raptors. There. Yeah. yeah, but nothing, nothing deep, though. Well, no, didn't they, they got to the, uh, I think, was it Eastern Conference Finals one year? One year. I mean, it should have been more. The guy was a really good player. Yeah, you I know? mean, there's other teams with good players, too. So, You know what I thought I liked about Vince Carter? Just keep keeping on him for a second. He went back. He promised his mom, I believe, that to get that he was going to graduate from college, and he did. He graduated. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I think he missed a playoff game for it. Yeah, something like that. All right, let's take a look at some uh, news and notes going on here. Um, we'll talk about Keenan Allen. Do you think Keenan Allen plays? He wasn't spotted at practice, even though you said he was working out on the sideline. 
I think he goes last second, but I don't know. I mean, the game that I was hoping he was going to have, maybe he's not going to have it. Yeah, I don't know. This sounds like it could be a game-time decision, and you hate to see a player downgraded middle of the week and with a hamstring, too. I don't know. I think there's a chance he might not start. I mean, might not play. I'm a little worried about this one. Does it make you like Mike Williams more, or do you think the Bears just put more coverage on Mike Williams? Nah, it, it makes me like Williams more. Uh, you know, he's actually been getting a ton of targets. They've kind of just been missing. So uh, it does like, uh, I would like Williams more if Allen's out. All right, still keeping with the wide receivers here. D.D. Westbrook, Westbrook, questionable. I say he plays. Yeah, he played through it last week and had a productive game. So I think there's a, a good shot that he does play this week. So it is a good matchup here. Jets have been vulnerable in the secondary. So I think you can play D.D. if you were counting on him. What about Chark? I mean, see, my problem with the Jaguars is that I don't know whether there's enough footballs for D.D., Chark, and Westbrook. It's either D.D.'s having a good game or Chark has a good game. Who do you think has the good game this week? I would think Chark bounces back. Yeah, I do too. I, I, I mean, so would you – but you'd play Westbrook, right? Because you think he yeah, gets yeah. three for 60 I, or something like that? Yeah, I think you could play actually both. I mean, you know, it, both are not going to have a, a high ceiling game. But I think they're both in play because it's not like they have a ton of targets there in that offense that they have to worry about. Right. And that's what I'm saying. I, I don't think that, that too many mouths could feed there. All right. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, there's a, uh, a defensive injury I want to talk about. There's a guy who's expected to play who hasn't played for a while that I want to talk about. And uh, we will cover it here. We're full-time fantasy. Dr. Roto along with Adam Ronas. And we'll be back with you right after this. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever 
you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we are back. We're full-time fantasy. Dr. Roto here with Adam Ronas. And remember, check us out at fulltimefantasy.com. Enter the promo code ROTO50 or ronas 50 and we'll get you 50% off your first two months. All right, so Ronas, a couple of things I've been looking at here. Desmond Trufant out. That's just not good. I mean, if the Seahawks were going to put up like 30 anyway, now they're going to put up 42 because Trufant is the only semblance of a, of a cover guy. Isaiah Oliver is like a turnstile back there. Kendall Sheffield stinks too. I mean, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett fire him up. Yeah, I think Metcalf could finally have a, a good week. He's had nine Enzo targets this year, so he's got a great matchup. Obviously, Lockett's in play as well, and you just need Matt Ryan to play. It looks like he is going to play. They're listing him as questionable, but obviously if he's out there, then Atlanta could put up some numbers as well and keep Seattle with their foot on the pedal uh, to put up those big numbers that people are expecting this week in fantasy. All right, Zay Jones expected to be active, so you're looking at Zay Jones – Tyrell Williams and Darren Waller, probably the, the receiving core moving forward. Can Zay Jones have any value in fantasy moving forward? I don't think so. Uh, you know, I did pick him up in the league last week, so he was inactive, so I cut him. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a lot of Jacobs, Waller, and Tyrell Williams. So I just don't think you're going to get any consistency. Plus, you need to see him do something first. It's very difficult for receivers in the middle of the season to come to a new team especially a guy like Zay Jones, who has been really disappointed in his career. And even Amari Cooper, as good as he was last year, there were a couple down games. You just usually don't see it. I mean, even in the offseason when receivers as free agents sign with new teams, there's usually an acclimation period. So I think it's going to be difficult for Zay Jones. You know, if you're in a very deep league, you want to just stash him to see, but I'm not expecting much. I picked him up in a couple of online championship leagues just to see what happens because I think there's an opportunity for him to be successful, but I don't know how many targets are available in that offense. Maybe we're looking at, what, like three for 40 every week and seven points just not going to cut it. Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to spread it out. That's what they've kind of shown outside of Waller and Tyrell Williams. Uh, they kind of spread the ball around there. So, you know, there, there is an opportunity, but I wouldn't be thinking that, all right, here's the guy that I can plug into my lineup consistently. Uh, I kind of want to see it first. All right, the Buccaneers have ruled out O.J. Howard with a hamstring issue. If you own Howard like I do in too many leagues, Ronis, this is just a nightmare. I, I told you, we talked about this yesterday. I mean, he wasn't ruled out yet, but he is today. 
I'm giving this guy two more games, tops, maybe one, but I'll, I might do two. But I, I, I mean, he, he, I expect I'm going to cut him at this year. Yeah, it really sucks. Uh, and I loved OJ Howard going into the year, so I kind of got bailed out because I only got him in one league, and I actually did drop him last week because he had the bye week, and it's a 14-team league, and I had other injuries, and uh, I'm week-to-week week in that league right now. So I can't sit here and wait for you know two weeks down the road because my season could be over. So, uh, yeah, it sucks if you have OJ Howard. There's no question about it because I, I don't care. Even if you said Bruce Arians never uses a tight end, no one imagined it was going to be this bad. I mean, it's been terrible. So, uh, you know, Cameron Bray will probably be someone you could look at this week. But at the same time, it's not like O.J. Howard is getting a lot of targets. And Bray has had some down games without O.J. Howard. But Jameis likes Bray in the, in the red zone. He does. He does. But, you know, you still have Evans and Godwin. He likes Godwin, too. And they yeah. still will run the football a little bit, uh, even though it hasn't been that effective. So, yeah, I mean, I already did pick up Bray one league, but there's actually a couple decent tight ends you can stream this week. You know, we're still waiting on the Delaney Walker news. If he's out, I like John O. Smith. If Jared Cook's out, Josh Hill's in play. So there's actually a few tight ends that could be available on the waiver wire still that you can stream this week, which we don't say many weeks. And, again, they all have low floors. But when we're looking to stream a tight end off the waiver wire, what you're really looking for is a touchdown. You're not going to find a guy off the waiver wire that's going to go 6 for 80 at tight end. Highly I, unlikely. You're looking I, for touchdowns. I think the Bucks have made a, 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 a tactical mistake in that Arians is just not a coach who uses the tight end ex- but he did with he, he did in Pittsburgh. He did, I know, but he's but we know for the better for the most part, I think he had to use Heath Miller because Ben used Heath Miller, right? Ben trusted Heath Miller. But Arians has not really been a tight end guy. See, so then, my, my you, point being though is you know somebody would have given you a first round pick for Howard. Somebody would have overpaid for Howard. Why not move him, use Brait, and get the benefit of the picks? I think part of the problem, I don't even think it's the Arians thing. I think they've actually asked him to block a lot. He's the better blocker, and they've had some offensive line issues. Remember the game before the bye, they had two offensive linemen out. So uh, Howard's a good blocker. But, yeah, they sh- look, if you're not going to use that guy because he's really talented, trade him. I mean, the Patriots wanted him. Seattle wanted him. That's what I'm saying. If You don't think that Seattle or the Patriots would have offered a first this year and a, and a third in 2020, something like that? I think you could have made a deal. And if you're not, if you, uh, that, that's the mistake that the Bucks made. If I'm the Patriots, I would be doing whatever I can to get O.J. Howard. I mean, you put O.J. Howard with Tom Brady in that offense, my goodness, man, he's going to explode. And, you know, people don't realize how good O.J. Howard is. I think they see what has happened this year. Oh, this guy sucks. He hasn't had the opportunity, man. And I know he's had a... He had a bad drop here or there. I think he had a fumble, a key fumble early in the year. And maybe that just made Arian sour on him, you know? And also, we talked about it yesterday, the confidence issue. You're out there. You're O.J. Howard. You see the numbers that you've put up, and you're just not getting the football. It's got to be frustrating. I know you got to go out there and be a good teammate, but when you know that you can produce and you're not even getting the football, it's got to be frustrating. I don't care who you are. You're frustrated. Right. It's one thing to say, we need, hey, OJ, we need you as a blocker, right? And, and you could buy into that for a little bit. But at some point, you, you want to you be successful. You want to go out for patterns. That, that's what you want. And if this team is holding you back, I think it's a problem. I think they are holding him back. This is not a good situation here. No, it's not. It really isn't. And uh, yeah, a lot of fantasy owners got burned this year, for sure, because you know he was going fifth, sixth round, top six tight end off the board. And Again, you just look at his per-play basis when he's been healthy. He's just been really, really good, and uh, he's just not even getting the opportunity. That's the most frustrating part is he's just not even getting the ball sent his way. All right, Paris Campbell might return this week. Should we go pick him up on waivers? 
and it's, if you have 20 roster spots, I think you can and stash him. Uh, I'm a big fan. Uh, it just has been a miserable season for him because he had uh, was it the hammy in training camp, so that limited him a little bit. And they do spread the ball out around a lot, so it might not happen for him this year. But you know, I'm all for stashing talent in a good offense, so uh, I'll pro- I probably will. Um, I know in the leagues I had him. I don't think I have him in any of the leagues anymore. I think I cut him in the leagues I have him. I did too. I don't know. I mean, I'd probably go back onto all my leagues and see if he's out there. And yeah, you know, you he, don't, I think you get him for cheap tonight if you, if you, if you want. Paris you know? Campbell or Zay Jones? Campbell. Paris Campbell or Preston Williams? Williams. Paris Campbell or Deontay Johnson? Deontay. All right. Paris Campbell or Albert Wilson? Paris. All right. So he's, he's, a, he's a, in the 60s. Yeah, you know, so in one of my online leagues, Preston Williams was a free agent. I picked yeah. him up for $88. There was no runner-up bid. What oh am I God. missing? Did you, I, did <laughs> That's you, crazy. Did you notice this week, outside of the top few players, there were very few runner-up bids. Did you I notice know. that? No, people, you know what? Why? Because people stopped bidding. Really? Yes, and here's why. Some people realize they're going to lose, and they stop playing. So I would say out of every league of 12 people, two to three just qu- stop playing altogether. Wow, that's pretty bad, man. I, it, I will never quit. Dude, I, 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 well, thank goodness I'm not 0-7 anywhere. But if I was, I'd still be making pickups, man. Right, but 0-7 guys, 1-6 guys, especially if you know they have 832 points and somebody else has 1240, they're done. Because they may be in multiple leagues, Adam, right? So what happens is they're in 10 different leagues, and they realize four teams are good and six are crap, and they, they just kind of push away the six and pay attention to the four. See, but then that creates an imbalance in some it does, leagues. But it's not per- but this is not a perfect science. It's not. It's not. But I hate that, man. I just I will always play to the end, man. I just will, especially when total points matter. I mean, they, I, I look, you could say, well, that team is probably – you can have a week of over 200 points this week and then all of a sudden you're right back in it it's not you know you're really not that back in it when you're back when you're behind by a by a boatload but yeah but that's in the overall but in your league you can still get in you can't i don't know i just will never give up and i don't think you should that's just no no i agree i i never want to give up i'll give up give up is a bad word i'll give up like week 11 when i just know that i'm let's say 200 points out of a spot and i'll just put my attentions elsewhere and you won't make any waiver wire moves, or will you set your lineup? I'll, I'll always set my lineup. Always set my lineup, but I may not make waiver wire moves. It may not, may not. But it depends. I mean, I'm usually not totally out like that. But if I was, I probably would do that. Yeah, I mean, I guess we're seeing it this week. I was surprised. Lack of runner-up bids on a lot of players. Yeah, that's what happens. All right, we'll keep breaking breaking down week eight, and uh, who's going to be the starting running back in Arizona? We'll let you know when we return right after this. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we are back. Dr. Roto here with Adam Ronis. And the big question, to chase or not to chase? That is the question. Is Chase Edmonds going to be the starter this week? I say yes, Adam. Yeah, I think so. Uh, they're saying David Johnson's a game time decision. We've kind of been through this already. Although it's uh, with Arizona, you never know. Maybe he starts and gets uh, 25 touches, and then they're going to tweet out, you should have started David Johnson in fantasy this week. <laughs> uh, but Dumb yeah, idiots, right. I would think it's uh, going to be Chase Edmonds this week. Uh, I don't think Johnson plays. Well, I mean, are they tricking anybody? If I'm the Saints, I, I, am I worried that David Johnson's playing? Ooh, David Johnson's playing. That's going to change my defense. I don't nah, think so. Teams do it all the time, though. So I would think, though, that at this point, especially with them signing two running backs, I, you know, one could be for DJ Foster, but the fact that they signed two and we didn't see David Johnson last week outside of three snaps and everything that's transpired, uh, I got to think it's going to be uh, Chase Edmonds this week starting. Give me the best case scenario for Chase Edmonds this week. I say it's like 90 total yards and a touchdown. Yeah, it's a very tough matchup. This isn't the Giants where he's going to be running through open lanes untouched. Saints defense has been really good. 
Uh, but he is kind of quick, and you know, if he if if they are not running well between the tackles, and they could somehow get him involved in the passing game, maybe he breaks a big play. So uh, I think in most leagues where you have him, you're going to play him. I mean, you could have a situation in a more shallow format where you have a lot of good running backs, but uh, to me, he's an RB two this week, and uh, the leagues I have him, uh, he's going to be in my lineup this week. Yeah, I mean, I think you put him in because of the sheer numbers of the opportunity, right? You've got to think that he gets 20 touches between runs and, and, and receptions. But I just don't see it. I don't know. My, my, I see like 60 total yards and without a touchdown. But, I'm, I mean, if I can get five receptions, maybe I can make 11 points out of it. Yeah, I mean, I think there's some running backs, though, with tough matchups this week. And then you got the others that kind of split. So uh, if he's going to be out there and getting the volume, even in a tough matchup, uh, I'm going to roll with him. I mean, people made the kind of same mistake last week with Latavius Murray. Uh, How about Cole, Cole Beasley or Chase Edmonds? Chase Edmonds. I mean, I know Beasley has a good matchup, but Beasley had a good matchup last week. And if he didn't score that touchdown, he would have been it would have been garbage. Ke- Kenny Stills or Chase Edmonds? Uh, I like Stills a lot, but I still got to go with the volume and Chase Edmonds, man. Chasing the volume? Yeah, man. I mean, he's going to get 15 to 20 touches, and if he catches four or five passes for 50 yards and somehow finds the end zone, you're, you're going to be happy. So, yeah, I'm going to – I'm gonna uh, in a lot of situations, I'm going with Chase Edmonds this week. I, I know it's a tougher matchup. Not as appealing, obviously, in DFS. I mean, that's different, though, because you have a, a ton He's of like options. He's like 6200 bucks in DFS. Yeah, so there I'm not going to. Uh, if uh, I'll just pay up for you know a back in a better situation. Uh, so, yeah, I think people might chase that from last week. Oh, three touchdowns, he's 6200 Yeah, it's not a great matchup this week. All right, so I'm looking at this thing on DK here. Tell me if this is a sucker play or not. I think it's a sucker play. They have a super booster where the top 75 people win $1,000. There's 3,200 people in it. And it's $27 each, but only 75 people win, it, win 1000 Does that seem like good or bad odds to you? Bad. Yeah, I think so too, right? Yeah. I did the numbers. I'm like, that. nobody, whoever, like 2% of people win money in that. Yeah, it's they're trying to get, it's like, oh, 27 into 1000 That's great. Uh, yeah, you got to finish uh, pretty high up there out of uh, 3200 Yeah, that's, I thought that was a little crazy there. I, I don't know. All right, so when I was looking here, let me let me look at this. So I want to get to the Chase Edmonds thing. I think, if I'm not mistaken, he is 6,200. And so, oh, right. Nick Chubb is 66. Marlon Mack is 61. Derrick Henry is 6. Austin Eckler's 59. Why would I pay up for Edmonds there? Yeah, and if Allen's out, Eckler's the guy, man. I know it's Chicago. People are going to be, like, scared of them. They haven't been that great defensively, man. I'm not worried about it. So I think Eckler's okay there. Uh, even, yeah, I mean, Chubb is New England, but they're, they're going to run the ball. Uh, but probably Eckler is the guy of that group that I probably like the most. Yeah, I, no, I like I like Marlon Mack. I really think that the Colts are going to run the ball down Denver's throats. The problem with Mac is he's just not involved in the passing game a ton, and he's relying on touchdowns. And they've been now. I think it's going to even out, but they are throwing a ton in the red zone. That's why Jacoby Brissett has 14 touchdowns. He's throwing a lot once they get inside the tent instead of running the ball. Now that's going to change, and you're going to start to see Mac get touchdowns at some point uh, because teams are going to start to see that. And I think the Colts know they're going to have to mix it up a little bit too. But that's the only thing with Mac is just that. Well, he's, he's better on FanDuel than he is on DK. Yes, half-point PPR, yeah. I mean, in, in DK, it's, if he doesn't get two touchdowns, man, it's just not, not a great week because he's not catching the football a lot. Can I give you a guy I actually like this week? David Montgomery. 
Uh, it's the not. Chart, it's yeah, not crazy. Yeah, I mean, I think it's Chargers uh, are bad against the run. Bad. He'll definitely be low owned. Um, but the thing is, we just have not seen one big game from Montgomery this year. Not one. I know, but I don't. Is it his fault that the fact that he has no quarterback play? I mean, this guy's got no. If he was on the Patriots, do you think people are like, wow, this guy's really good? Uh, I mean, it's the offensive line too. It's a lot of factors. I don't know. I mean, that's really contrarian. I, I, I probably won't do it, but I, I see your argument for it. I see it more on FanDuel than on DK because he doesn't catch enough. But I'm not, I'm not against it. I think Trubisky's terrible, and the Chargers have been very, very generous over the past couple of weeks. No, they have. Uh, I don't know. I just, for me, I'd probably go in a different direction. Do you see that Joe Mixon costs less than Wayne Gallman? What kind of world are we living in? Well, I mean, look, they're basically saying you want Joe Mixon, he's free, but you might get negative points. So <laughs> it's on you to pick that. I mean, I mean, we are to the point. Mixon's probably going to have like a big week when no one owns him. Like because, this week? I don't know. This week on the road against the, I mean, well, London, against the Rams, 12.0. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm just saying, you know, you said, you said he's gonna, nobody's going to own him. He's playing a tough team. Nobody's going to, what percent is going to own Joe Mixon? 1%? He might go off this week. Well, I think we you, you said that uh, was it the week against Jacksonville, Every other week. and it yeah, didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, you know what? I'll I don't do 150 lineups. If you do, you want to put them in one or two, go ahead. But I'll tip my hat to whoever uses them and say, "Oh, nice call." Uh, you got fortunate that he finally came through, but it won't be me using them. I can tell you that. What about James White or Sony Michelle this week? I think White's always in play, just because if you look at what he's done. He's been getting okay, so he's fifty one hundred, and he's essentially a wide receiver. He's got a, a, at least twelve points. Is he devalued he, with Muhammad Sanu there now? No. Okay. He, I mean, look, every week he's played, he's had at least eleven point nine points. So he's actually had a few touchdowns called back. Didn't he have a touchdown call back this past week against I the Jets? So. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. Yeah, he's had a couple, but look at these receptions: seven, nine, six, eight. That's like kind of a wide receiver one now. He doesn't get a ton of yards, but there's going to be one of these weeks where he does score a touchdown or two. So look at the targets, 8, 9, 9, 10. So, yeah, it's actually not a bad play. Because one Brady of, can only throw six yards down the field. One of these weeks, he's going to have a two-touchdown game, man, with those with those numbers. So, yeah, it's actually not a bad play, and no one really plays him. Uh, 5,100, you know, he's kind of been close to 3X. Uh, but, yeah, he's not he's not terrible. Shouldn't DK take on Johnson's name out? He's right there at fifty seven hundred. Nah, really, he's on there. the. I know they yeah. have IR next to it, but why? Why not just take him out? Yeah, somebody dumb will click on him and put him in, and then you go. That's a one less person <laughs> for you to be, right? That's a good point. I mean, I really, mean, if you click carry on Johnson, it's your fault. Now I understand there's mistakes, and you're, you know, maybe you're had a little too much to drink, or you got a headache. But come on, man. I mean, I know we've all made mistakes. Someone made a mistake. In one of my leagues, actually, I don't even know if he's listening, but Frank Stanfield from FSTSY, he's in my fantasy basketball league, and he dropped the wrong person. And so I, did you give him the guy back? I did, because I'm, right. I'm a good commissioner. Well, I mean, I, I told him, though, I said, too late. I already put in a, a claim for him. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he said it was a mistake, and he's like, hey, look, I made a mistake. I didn't who want did to drop, drop? Who did he drop? Colin Sexton from Cleveland. And who would who he mean to drop? Uh, Mo Bamba. Oh, I didn't so, know. It's not like know, their names were that close. 
Well, he said it was a mistake, and he said it right like right after waivers ran. So I was like, he's like, yeah, I, I, I swear. I don't know if it was ESPN's mistake or mine, but I swear this is who I wanted to drop. I'll live with whatever decision you make, but that's not who I wanted See, to. See, I like that answer. I'll live with whatever decision you make as opposed to I'm quit. You know how many people go, I'm quitting the league if you don't make this change. And you know why, Doc? The reason why you have to collect money before the season is because of that, and I always do that. There's only one guy in my league. And one day it might come back to Burmy. And I've been playing with this guy for 10, 15 years, and he never pays on time. He's already told me I'll pay you on Friday over the last month. But he always winds up paying. But everyone, everyone, I want the money beforehand. And especially there's some people that I don't know that I add to my league. You know, I'll put it on Facebook and Twitter. Hey, I got a couple openings, and these people join. I don't know them. You don't, so you got to pay me beforehand because of stuff like that. You want to quit? You want to cry? Go ahead. You already paid me. And it got really bad. I think I told you this story. Uh, a couple times, this guy joined my league, and he just absolutely went off on something. And he started arguing with my friend. It got personal. The whole weekend, my, my whole message box was inundated with message board posts. I didn't respond to any of it. He wanted his money back. I'm like, no, man, you joined the league. It's like a month into the season. You know, you, you don't sit here and cry. You, you can, right. That's why you There's gotta, no refunds. No right, refunds. you got to get the money beforehand, man. You have to because exactly that type of situation arises. They get mad. They start dropping players or whatever. You can't have that. So you got to always, as a commissioner, collect a your money beforehand. Like week three. If I don't get your money by week three, there's no moves. Yeah, that, see, that's a tenuous situation, too. I think you're just better off doing it before the year. I'll tell people, like for basketball, I said I'm not doing the draft order until everyone is paid. And then people are like, come on, who, did, who didn't pay? Who didn't pay? I want the draft order. you got to get the money beforehand. Well, this man. actually happened at the FSTA Baseball League. Three people did not pay by the end of the year. And Charlie Wiegert sent out an email. He said, just so you know, three people haven't paid, and these three people will not be allowed in the league next year. Within two minutes, those three guys paid. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I hate it, man. You joined a league. You know you're going to pay. Pay the fee. Why is this so difficult? If you cannot afford it, don't join the league. I understand. Everyone has different financial situations. Maybe $100 you can't afford. That's fine. Just let me know beforehand, and I'll replace you. No, I mean, it, it just was ridiculous. And then, of course, we all see who the three people are because it's, it, it's paid through worse. League Safe. Yeah, yeah, it went through League Safe. I just I, I emailed Charlie. I'm like, did I pay you? He's like, yeah, you're good. I, I forgot it was so long ago, but it was crazy. All right. Odell Beckham or no Odell Beckham? We'll let you know right after this. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we are back. Dr. Roto and Adam Ronis here. Ronis. Stefan Gilmore has been really good. And our friend Scott Atkins sent out a nugget yesterday that said the Patriots haven't allowed a perimeter wideout to surpass 80 yards since week 14 of last season. Are you at all considering benching Beckham in week eight? Uh, I'm not myself. I only have Beckham in one league this year. Um, and I, I'll tell you my options and you tell me what you would do. Because I don't see how I can bench him. Uh, the problem is I have Hollywood Brown on by, Michael Gallup on by. Uh, obviously, Godwin is a lock to be in. Uh, Allen Robinson, a lock to be in for me. I don't care who Allen Robinson plays. So it's the Chargers, Casey Hayward. I don't care. He's in. Uh, so basically, it comes down to, oh, my God, I, I don't have options. Deshaun Hamilton, uh, I'm not playing him over Beckham. Uh, Sterling Shepard's out. Come on, Ronas. Deshaun over Beckham. I love it. You can yeah. do it. Uh, Shepard's out. Uh, Vance McDonald, no. McCole Hardwin, Miles Sanders. I, I can't bench him. No. So, yeah. All right. So, but let's give realistics. Would you bench him for Mike Williams? No. Would you bench him for Brandon Cooks? Mm, Cooks has been freaking terrible. Uh, I, could, I could see that. I could see it. All right, let me give you more. Would you bench him for? Here, I'll give you a good Calvin one. Ridley. 
Yeah, you can make a case for that. He's going to play more snaps with no Sanu out. Uh, Seattle's not a scary secondary. Yeah, I, I could see making a case for that. I think Beckham is a mid-wide receiver, too, this week. I think you can bench him. That's I, fair. I, I think he's a mid-receiver, too. But, you know, he could always have 60 yards and a touchdown. That's Stephon Gilmore could always trip on the 40-yard right. line, and Beckham scores. And, and, and I'll tell you this. I think Cleveland keeps that game close this week. How about that? I do, too. I really do. This is such a big game for them. They're coming off the bye. They have been absolutely miserable. And this is a spot where everyone thinks they're just going to get smoked because New England has just been playing so well, especially defensively. But they're going to have a bad game at some point. They, they really are. are. They have... Every year they do, okay? It's a short week, Adam. Right. And it's a lot of, I feel a little confident this week. Baker's got a whole lot to prove. I, just, I Look, Patriots win, but I think they win on like a late Mike Nugent field goal. How about that? No, I could definitely see that. It's just, it's difficult to bench back them. I know we, we're sitting here and everything points to, oh, it doesn't make any sense. Gilmore. Uh, Beckham's not had a good year. Baker Mayfield, New England's defense, Belichick. Like, you know, it's hard to come up with many bullet points favoring Beckham. But there's st- there's still a high talent level there. And Beckham is the type of player, which we saw against the Jets, one play, he makes your day. He could just get open on a slant, have a slight step on Gilmore. Baker Mayfield actually hits him in stride. And Beckham right. takes it to the end. Touchdown. Right. So in two seconds, all of a sudden, he's, he's a good play for the week. And that happens a lot. Like, we watch guys like, oh, this guy has a bad matchup. And then he gets a 60-yard touchdown. Oh, I guess it was a good matchup. Here's one that I think is interesting. Beckham or Cortland Sutton? I think I would go Sutton there. Most people will. Yeah. And I think most uh, – here's – I like Sutton in seasonal – I think he's too chalky in DFS, and I'm fading. Yeah, because he's cheap, isn't he? Like fifty, fifty three hundred. Yeah, hmm. and I, think, I don't know. You think he will, he will be will a look? lot? Of, I believe in a Do lot of lineups. So? Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. problem is twenty percent owned. <sighs> hmm, could be right. I'm just trying. I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of good plays this week, though. So I don't know if. I mean, I think Stills is going to be. Popular at 47. Very popular. I think Galladay will in a bounce back week. I see Galladay will only be by the by smart people, not by fish. Okay. Fish don't know. Fish like Galladay sucks. This guy did nothing. All right. Well, let's okay. D Hop's going to, I think he's going to, I know he's expensive, but the Raiders, where everyone saw what Green Bay did, doesn't D Hop probably going to be D- very highly owned? Michael Thomas at eight, right? Highly owned. Julio, I don't not, think no, will be. won't be. Tyreek will not be. Uh, about Sunday night. Cooper right. Cup could be, right? Could be. Lockett will should be. be. Lockett will be. That's what I'm saying. Like, Edelman won't be owned highly at all. Never is. That is true. Because eh, it's not a huge ceiling. Woods could be with the matchup. No one's talking about Hilton. Nobody's talking oh, about Hilton. Oh, because Chris Harris, Harris already said right. he was going to. I, I like Allen Robinson. No one plays him ever. Well, the guy's, I, I, he's balling this year, man. He really is. Some people I know like Robinson. I just will never want to put my million dollars on Mitch Trubisky. But you put it on Joe Mixon? That's right. (laughs) You can. Oh, boy. Because Allen Robinson is going to be 15% owned and Joe Mixon is going to be 0.2. You're telling me all these receivers are going to be 15% owned? They can't be. I bet you Allen Robinson is going to be 12% owned. DJ Chark. Low low owned because he did nothing last week. John Brown. Owned like 10, 11%. Uh, Marvin Jones. I, I oh, overowned. Right, he's overowned. People going to chase last week, yes. and it's going to be Kenny Galladay this week. Right, Calvin Ridley, underowned. Uh, oh, Sutton fifty three. We mentioned him. Overowned. DK Metcalf. Overowned. But Robbie Anderson is going to be free. Uh he should be. I mean, trade. Nobody's going to play him. With him, right? Too. 
And, and look, I think the Jets want him to be succeed. Throw, they'll throw him the football. So you watch Metcalf and Robbie Anderson. Metcalf will have twi- two to three times the ownership, and Robbie Anderson might have the better day. There's not a lot of che- – well, the cheap guys are Tennessee. Right. A.J. Brown, Corey Davis. But on the low end, oh, Mike, Mike Williams is 4K? Ooh. Yeah, that's a good deal. That's a good deal. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa. Damn. That's a nice deal, yeah. That's a buy one, get one free. Do you think, though, if Keenan Allen's ruled out, his ownership's going to improve? Without yes. Keenan Allen, I don't know if he's going to have a high ownership. No, I people... love Mike Williams, but I wanted Keenan Allen healthy. Yeah, I think that would have been better if he and Allen's out. Well, no, I think if Allen's out, people are going to look at Hunter Henry and Eckler. Right. They should look at Mike Williams, too. Well, they'll look at Mike Williams. But Mike Williams, you know what? Because he's not in the list, you have to really dig down for him. He, he might... Uh... Only be like seven, eight percent owned. I think he is the cheapest wide receiver. I got a guy for you. You want a guy? Who? Isaiah McKenzie. Nah. Listen to me. Oh, why? Because uh, Williams uh, is out. They need yeah. a third receiver. Did they officially rule him out? I, yeah, I guess. Need, it, they, oh, here you go. I mean, there's not a high ceiling. Deshaun Hamilton, thirty-three hundred. Yeah, I like that too. I like that too. I like guys like that. Now, look, you can't play Isaiah McKenzie unless you're like going with studs and, right, and you yeah. need to scrub any. But sometimes, you know, a player like that makes one play, and that's a game where Buffalo is going to be throwing for sure. Well, yeah. If you see, if you get Deshaun Hamilton at 3,300, you're hoping for five for 50, and you hope he finds the end zone. And what it allows you to do is stock up on the high priced running backs. Correct. Especially if you like, you know, we talked about a lot of receivers in the mid tier. So it allows you to get maybe a potential combination of McCaffrey and Barkley. Fournette. Or, yeah, Fournette. You know, two of those three. Uh, Carson. Carson. Maybe you like even. Chubb this week? Uh, I'm okay with him. Yeah, I know people are going to shy away because New England, but he's been running the football very well, man. And, you know, he's been getting 20 touches every week. Uh, and if you think, and you said, you think Cleveland's going to play well, if you, it's, it's they're going to need – Nick Chubb to run the I like Chubb well. a little bit this week. I, you like Todd Gurley this week? <sighs> Look, I get the argument for I don't like him on DK at 74, though. I don't know what he is on FanDuel, but he's not involved in the passing game enough. Could he score two touchdowns this week? Yes, because it's the Bengals. But, man, he's just – its a, man, his numbers are so bad. It's a little pricey. 7,400. Yeah, he's, I can't do it. I mean, Kamara may not play, so he's like the fourth highest guy. I mean, well, I take Carson. I take Carson with the four hundred dollars discount. If Kamara's uh, Latavius Murray, he's fifty eight hundred. That's fair, man. He's going to get huge volume against Arizona. I know their defense has improved a little bit, but Latavius is going to. They have a bye week. They're going to give Latavius twenty five touches. Oh no, I like Latavius. I mean, he's he's a must start. He's yeah, must I think start. so at fifty eight hundred. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty interesting uh, slate this week. I mean, I think there's so many ways you can go. Well, I think also because there's a lot of quarterbacks. I like Wilson. I like Watson. I like Josh I like Allen. Stafford. I like Stafford. Right. I mean, there's a, you can argue for, a, you know, like we said, Josh Allen. There's a lot of a lot of guys out there who are interesting, and even cheap guys. I could argue that you know, what about a Derek Carr at five thousand bucks in that high scoring game? Uh, you can. Yeah, he's actually been a little bit. Uh, you know, he's been throwing the football well. He should have Tyrell Williams back. Man, oh my goodness, Carr has not had more than. 17 points on DK this year? That seems slow, right? That was last week. Wow. Yeah, he because eh, he hasn't had a three-touchdown game. He's had several multiple touchdown games. Sometimes I like so, to take the highest game of the week at him, and I flip the quarterback, and I take the other guy. So what would you stack? Carr, Tyrell, and Waller? 
I would go Carr, Carr Ty- Waller. Carr Waller with Stills and Hopkins on the other the side. The other side, yeah. I like yeah. I don't think you want to put two guys with Carr. I mean, yeah, No, I- but I would do the same move that I would do with Watson except with Carr and then I get the discount, right? So I save Carr's 5000 versus Watson is 7, I could use that towards a, a, a running back. Boom. And uh yeah, you got Tannehill at 51. Right. No, no, if I use Carr, right? Carr Waller no, I'm saying, Hopkins I'm saying for yeah. a cheap quarterback. Oh yeah, Tannehill's a good deal too. I mean, it makes you vomit saying those it words. Does, hell good I, yeah. You know, look, the logic makes sense, and I've written about it, talked about it, but don't you just get the feeling he's going to have a he's going to burn everyone that's going all in on him <laughs> this week? Like we're going to be sitting here on Monday. Ah, we should have seen it coming. We all did. Let's go with Tannehill and, he, and the Buccaneers defense. One hundred twenty-three yards. Yeah, there yeah, you suck. I mean, what you know? Look, is Baker Mayfield at five G's? I mean, it's never going to get cheaper than that. How about Doc, Baker and Baker and Beckham? Doc, Baker, Chubb, and Beckham. Boom. You are Mr. Contrarian for sure. This I'm going to do man. a lineup with that. I'm writing it down. Yeah, Baker, you Baker, Chubb, Beckham. I'll be like nobody owns that. No, they you'll get real low ownership if they somehow play well. Uh, if they somehow play well, I'll be your rich friend come Monday. Yes, I won't even be if I play. If they play well, I won't be on the show Monday. Bye. Just throwing that out there. Well, you got to hope the other pieces work. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, look, I don't hate that concept because you're getting it so low owned. If I see the problem is I don't play 150 lineups, but if I did, I would take about 20 of the 150 and I would do crazy stuff like that. Okay, yeah. I mean, so if I had 150, I'd probably put Baker in two. Right. So I'm so maybe 15. I would take 10 percent of the 150, 15 lineups, and do Baker in one lineup. You know, do car, you know, just kind of spread that out. And then I would put the other, you know, 130 lineups: Watson and Wilson, and you know, th- those guys and Stafford. Boom and Allen. Boom. Just those four guys. Okay. 20 lineups of each. Baker or Trubisky. Baker. I think it's Trubisky, man. Dude, have you watched Baker this year? And have he's you going watched against Trubisky ever? Yeah, and he's put up better numbers, and he's home against the Chargers. All right, I'm writing that down. Trubisky, and then we're going to put Tariq and A-Rob. Uh, no, A-Rob for sure. Tariq, too? Uh, you got to stack so. it? He had, he had nine receptions last That's week. That's what I'm saying. Let's stack it. Well, Let's I don't want to. Let's put $3, $3 in there. If, we'll you, re- if you really want to do another receiver, you could go Anthony Miller. He has, I think, 16 targets the last two weeks. I was looking at this. I know. So no, no, no Tariq. No, you can. I mean, how much is he? I don't know. Isn't he, like, free? See, we're not even. Uh, so yeah, Anthony Miller, the last two games he played has 16 targets. Now, five for 64, four for 52. He finds the end zone or catches a couple more. It's the Chargers. Cohen's 4,700. Like yeah. Okay. Miller's Miller's cheaper, right? Yeah. Miller's 30, 35, man. So Trubisky, Miller, Robinson, and then you and put then stack it. And what? Good, run it back with Mike Williams. Mike Williams, yeah. And Hunter Henry. And uh, or Eckler. Oh, dude, that's not crazy, man. It's really not. I, it's not that crazy. Maybe you don't need dude, Mike Williams. No, because, you just run it back with Eckler. But yeah, you can. Because here, this is it goes back to your premise though about Baker Mayfield. Like you said, no one's going to play him. No one's playing Trubisky this week either. Right. Why would? Why would you? But remember, Trubisky had big games last year. The Bears are just coming. All up right. With- so here's what I'm going to do this year, this week, Ronis. Just for you, I'm going to do the 20 team maximum. You know, you do the 20 teams in the league, and I'll do one team with Baker and one team with Trubisky and 18 other good ones. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, you look, here's the thing. Sometimes, now there are some weeks where the chalk hits or you're like, oh, I could see that lineup. Like Aaron Rodgers last week, I didn't think about him much, but he had the big game. 
You know, so I should have thought about them. The Raiders are good against the run. They're terrible against the they pass. They are. They are. The Raiders are a weird team, though, because some weeks they play very well against good competition, and other weeks they get smacked. That's true. No, I'm going to do this one, Ronis. I'm going to do 20, 20 lineups, right? For Just 60, remember, Trubisky bucks. won the Millionaire Maker like two or three times last year. That's Could all you I'm imagine saying. if I win that and, I, and that team would have won the Millionaire Maker, how upset I'd be? You'd be very upset. <laughs> I would be. Even well, though I won 100K, I'd be upset. All right, back right after this. 19. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ronus, we are back. We are full-time fantasy. Any good weekend plans? Uh, 
Nope, not really. Watching World Series, working. Doing what you, uh, doing your thing. World Series. Any chance the Astros win tonight? I say yes. Yeah, I think there's definitely a chance. But, man, Nationals are just on an absolute roll right now, man. It's insane. It is. It's pretty crazy. I mean, it is. It's, 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 I guess it's exciting, right? I mean, I consider this exciting. I don't love it being in the division, but I respect them. Uh, I thought they were a very good team going into the year, so I'm not really surprised at this. I mean, the pitching they have has been unbelievable, and they have a good lineup too. And uh, it's just amazing. You know, when you win, it looks like you're having a lot of fun, and they certainly are. And, again, this was a team that people – I remember seeing when they were, like, 19 and 31, oh, they should trade Scherzer. I'm like, what? I'm like, you're just going to give up like that? Uh and you got to credit uh, the Nationals for just kind of hanging in there because this was a team that had very high expectations going into the year. And when you get off to a miserable start like that in the NL East, uh, especially with the years of disappointment they had, uh, it, it give them a lot of credit for bouncing back and uh, eliminating the teams that they did. Uh, I think it's a really good story. Uh, as much as I don't really want to see it, uh, I got to be objective here. And uh, they, they've just been tremendous, you know. They've, they've basically been, you know, that's what people don't realize. They started 19 and 31. Since that point, they've been one of the best teams in baseball. Their record is like right there with the Astros. So it's not like this is a surprise. People just look at the total wins. Oh, they had 93 wins and the Astros are at over 100. They've been one of the best teams in baseball since that bad start. So they have really been the best team in baseball for four months. So it's not a surprise. I mean, look, I, I look at it as... It's a great story. It really is. You know, I don't care that they're in the same division of the team I like. I just, you know, I, I'm happy for them. I'm happy to see new blood. You know, that's how I look at it. Yeah, and we have been seeing it recently in uh, a lot of sports, but uh, especially baseball. I mean, we just don't see repeat champions anymore. It is so hard. That's true. All right, my man, I wish you a good weekend, and I wish you good luck this week, all right? You too, man. Uh, what do you got going on? I got uh, my wife is actually awake. Uh, oh, wait party time! That's right. The kids and I partying. Bring it on! Bring on the beer. Oh, you got the kids. So I was gonna yeah. It's say. called kids. Yeah. I, was, I thought they were. I didn't say too. the wife and the kids were away. I just said the wife was away. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I gotta I gotta be uh, you know daddy daycare here, but we'll figure it out. All right, guys. This is Doctor Roto saying be well, take care. Uh, who do you got now coming up next hour, Adam? Joe Pollock will join me at three forty p.m. to talk DFS. All right, I'll be back right after this. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.